Hey, Chloe, are Christians under attack? You know what? They most definitely are. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome back to Fact of Life. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Man, there has been a lot going on this past week. Ever since we did our episode on the tragic shooting in Nashville, there has just been a huge cultural response to the events that happened. And we really just felt like we needed to go more in depth about what we talked about um, last week. I think that, you know, we totally still stand by everything that we said, but I think we can further clarify and go deeper on some of these issues that are really um, penetrating Christian's thoughts right now and provide some clarity and hope on that. Yeah, we've gotten so much feedback from last week's episode. So thank you guys so much for that. But one of the biggest things with that was everything that's happened since then. You know, when we first recorded that, it was fresh, such a fresh Mm -hmm. event. And really, I think, and coming at this even further, the a response we've seen from the community, the response we've seen from prominent individuals plays such an important role in this story now. I mean, looking back, when we look back on this event, the responses we see play such a key role, some of them good and some of them bad for sure. And so that's one of the reasons we really wanted to elaborate on in this week's episode, because if we want to examine the situation in its full capacity, we have to see and examine how everyone has reacted to it. And some of those ways that we're going to look at today are just absolutely heartbreaking, but some of them do give us hope as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it'll it'll definitely be a good and necessary conversation. Absolutely. And before we even get started, I just want to um, read a quote from someone who's on the ground in Nashville, um, because we're going to be talking about the larger Uh, larger political context of what's going on, the ramifications of the transgender um, issues and things like that. But um, because unfortunately, this has, as things like this always do, turned into something very political. So, so very much. But yeah, Maddie Grace, do you want to read that quote? Yeah. So this came from someone on the ground there in Nashville, and they said, quote, just want to name for a moment all of the good and unification that has happened in the Nashville community this week. Neighbors, all kinds and all beliefs have come together to care for those that are now childless, motherless, and fatherless. I know it's a tiny part of the story, but I just want to bring it to life because it's been beautiful and is worth sharing. It's so painful and so unfair, but I see the Lord working and caring for his people through the hands of those that love him. It's just such a beautiful response. I just Beautiful, like that's that was exactly the word that came to mind my mind as well such wow I that's just it's so moving to hear that and and you know as we talked about last week like we don't know why the Lord allowed this to happen but we do know that he's not doing nothing and he is very much working and so you can just kind of see this from this this person's testimony that yes God is working he's doing things um and the community is gathering together now that's wonderful however there is an enormous cultural response to this atrocity and we need to address it Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, last week we really talked about what happened. This person who was radicalized by transgender ideology targeted a Christian school in Nashville. 
murdered six people, including three nine-year-olds and three adults. Um, But it's interesting to notice that the media, the activists, the leftist activists and Biden administration responded in only two ways. They pushed for gun confiscation and they went and honored the very ideology that radicalized the murderer. I just like in one sense, I'm not as I mean, yes, like leftist activists, you kind of expect that from them. Uh And then also looking at like the three you mentioned there. So the leftist activists, the media also expected, but very heartbreaking that that's how the media has chosen to respond. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the one that just like is the most appalling to me is the Biden administration. Yeah. Um, this is the president of our country, someone who should be... I Wait, I actually don't know the answer to this question. Has he visited Nashville? No, he has not visited Nashville. He hasn't vis- visited Ohio, wow. where the, the oil happened. He hasn't visited Nashville. He hasn't visited any of these areas that have been hit, like this, these tragedies. He has visited Ukraine. He um, did? Yeah, wow. he visited Ukraine. I, like... Okay, forget about America. I mean, yeah, we're not that important anyways. But, we're, you know, we're going to go deeper into this the, the gun fo- confiscation um, legislation, things going on right now um, with the politics. And we're also going to talk more about the, the gender ideology. Um, but I think just to highlight the failure of the Biden administration here, um, Biden didn't visit Nashville. He has not honored the victims. And he's not reached out to the families impacted. I um, There's also such an interesting statement. The victims are too white and the murderer is too aligned with his own politics for him to show overt sympathy. That's from Ali Bastucki, um, who's had a lot to say on this topic and um, just been really been speaking truth into this. But something to call attention to a mere four days after the shooting where a transgender woman came to a school and targeted a Christian school and killed six people. The Biden administration enshrined the Transgender Day of Visibility as a national holiday on March 31st, literally four days after a transgender lady walked into a school and murdered six people. But I just thought it was so interesting. The victims are too white and the murderer is too aligned with his own politics. The murderer who murdered six people is too aligned with his own politics for him to show overt sympathy for these families who have lost their precious children and precious loved ones. Yeah, looking further at Biden's response to all of this, one thing I find really interesting is if you look at the response uh, given by his White House press secretary, she said, and this is a direct quote from her, our hearts go out to the trans community as they are under attack right now. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I may not agree with your agenda, but push it some other time. Like, I yeah, definitely, like, like, do I agree with that? No. Am I, do I, do I expect them to push that agenda? Absolutely. But I think what is, like, incredible, like, doubly upset, mm-hmm. upsetting and absolutely ridiculous is that this is the time to push that because one of the things we talked about last week, and I think Chloe pulled out some statistics for, is that, and I don't remember the number off the top of my head, many of these past couple of school shootings have all come from people in this community. Now, regardless of, like, I, I understand, obviously, not every single person that identifies as LGBTQ, what, like, all of those things, they're not up shooting schools and things like that, and I, that's not what we're trying to say here. Mm-hmm. But this is completely, when your response to an event like this is to honor the very group of people that these 
murderers have come from, regardless of whether every person in, in that group is like that or not, it's just when that's your response not to mourn with the families who mm-hmm. lost their children, mothers and fathers, not to go visit the site there. Like when this is your response, it really shows where your priorities are. It's not with the American people. It's not with the people you swore to protect the day you put your hand on that Bible and swore to be president of the United States. It's none of that. It's to advance your own agenda. Because when someone walks into a school and shoots it up and you turn that into a day of remembrance to honor the very principles that they did those acts upon instead of going and grieving with the families that you swore to protect and stand for, that just shows that you have, do not have the right intention in mind in being in office. And quite frankly, I, I find it absolutely ridiculous. This is the president of the United States of America. And I just, it's absolutely infuriating. Absolutely infuriating. It's, I can't even put more words to it. Like It's infuriating. Oh. Ali Bestucky tweeted, when six Christians are murdered, including three children, and the administration says more to honor the murderer than the victims, it's time for you to wake up. No athlete has these names on their jerseys. No corporation is issuing a statement on their behalf. No city is lighting up buildings to raise awareness about Christian persecution. That's not happening. But what you do see happening is all of a sudden people are getting more uh, celebrities especially Mm -hmm. celebrities and the administration that runs the government of our nation is doing more and more to honor the very ideas that that radicalized this shooter um something i want to highlight is kelsey ballerini opening the Mm -hmm. the um country music awards now we do want to mention she did she issued she she said a statement opening um opening the show that night she said you know Tonight's broadcast, this is this is a direct quote from Kelsey. She said, Tonight's broadcast is dedicated to the ever-growing list of families, friends, survivors, witnesses, and responders whose lives continue to forever be changed by gun violence. And she mentioned the names of the victims. But what I find so interesting is that she also makes another political statement, giving so much more time to allowing drag queens to come up and perform one of her hit songs with her on stage. I I just do not understand this. It's a complete 180. This one, I feel like for me, this one especially hits a little close to home. Um, any of you who know me super well know I love country music, different types like that. And I love all the different genres of country music, no matter what you classify as it. Um, I love listening to Kelsey Ballerini's music on my playlist. Um, I, I I will still listen to it after this because that's a whole other topic for another day. But, I mean, I'm going to separate her personal beliefs and things she does from her music. I'll still listen to it. I'm a fan of her music, but I cannot stand behind these actions right here. I mean, you get up there and you say that this this broadcast is dedicated to the families, friends, survivors, witnesses, and responders whose lives continue to forever be changed by gun violence – Like, and then you, like, I just, how can you, sure, like I said with the Biden administration, I don't agree with your agenda, but advance it on another time. These two things do not go together. They don't. They don't. Six Christians were murdered by an ideology that is directly opposed to mm -hmm. Christians. And notice. You can't do that. Notice how even Kelsey Ballerini 
a an a musical artist, not even a politician, which we talked about that another time. I think people should just stay in their own lanes with that. Um, even advances a political agenda with her dedicating the broadcast to these people. She says whose lives can to whose lives continue to forever be changed by gun violence. Not, oh, whose lives continue to forever be changed by this murderer or this person who has this deep hatred in their heart because of these agendas that are being pushed on them and telling them to go cause harm. I mean, we talked about that last week. There are these, there are transgender movements out there that are telling people, they're telling people who identify as transgender to go murder people. That's not being addressed, but instead it is being addressed is this gun violence and like yeah you you consistently see that rhetoric it's mm-hmm. not it's not condemning the shooter it's not condemning audrey hale at all it's condemning gun violence mm-hmm. and they use that rhetoric to push through their their legislation about gun violence it's the guns it's the violence it's the gun violence you know what stopped the murderer that day a gun i and i i mean I, i've said that i don't understand how people can be upset at guns when the only thing that was able to take the shooter down was a gun if there hadn't been any guns on the day of the shooting, the shooter would not have been taken down and so many more people would have died that day. She, she planned exactly. to go to several other schools and she very well could have done that. And ultimately, it was the hatred within her that caused this. It wasn't, oh, here's a gun. Let me go do something with it. She yeah. had that hatred within her and she was mm-hmm. going to lash out regardless of what method she had with it. Like, whether we, like, maybe she would have found a gun on the black market because, surprise, surprise, liberals, the black market exists. Um, or maybe she would have found some other method. But it was not the availability of the gun that caused her to kill mm-hmm. those people. Mm-hmm. It was the hatred within her that had been planted by these people that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. Like, people are not choosing to shoot up schools because they see a gun on a rack. Like, that is not the motivation no, here. No, it's not. And, and I also want to point out, she acquired all of her guns illegally. Like, she didn't even go through the proper channels to get these guns, so it wouldn't have mattered anyways. The media has, at times, you know, explicitly and even implicitly blamed not the murderer, but the conservatives who opposed the uh, genital mutilation of kids in drag shows for children. These activists are expressing more concern for transphobia than for the murdered people. there's There's no pause to question whether they're like consistently violent rhetoric and promises of vengeance have contributed to the atrocity like there's no talk of whether their rhetoric is promoting this at all either it's just gun violence is this is what's causing it so i don't know it, it's it's not even hypocrisy it's just a literally like Ali Bestucky says that she's like it's not a hypocrisy it's a hierarchy it's a clear loud ordering of priorities it's a message a message is being sent to us that they hate christians they do because christians are the ones that oppose these ideologies and we're going to dive into that a little bit later just about like the, the, the biblical um, response that christians should have to this i think it's important to go back and take a little bit of a closer look at the response that president biden has given us through this um it's a very important response because, you know, he is the representative of our country. So it's, it's also a very jarring one as well. Um, so this is, this is what he said. He said, transgender Americans shape our nation's soul, proudly serving in the military, curing deadly diseases, holding elected office, running thriving businesses, fighting for justice, raising families, and much more. That's the end of the quote. I... 
I read this quote and I was like, hold on. Like, I am going to dive into this a little bit. I, I need to see the stats on this. So there's roughly like 519, basically 520,000 elected positions in America. So you, you there are 520,000 elected officials serving in the United States. Of that 520,000 people, there are only 1,000 transgender Americans serving in elected positions. And that doesn't even mean they are trans. It just means that they could be non-binary, meaning they support um, not two genders or... or Anything related to yeah. changing up yeah. your gender. And by the way, this is a study by UCLA, so the University of yeah. California, Los Angeles. Yeah. So, which is, I think we would agree, pretty liberal. So we're, yeah. we're getting our sources from across the board here. It, right. They had an actual study that found these things. But that that's literally 0.5%. Mm-hmm. Like that's 0.5 percent, and 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 President Biden is saying that these Americans shape our nation's soul. Uh, no, they're not. Th- that is not the founding. The founding of our nation mentions nowhere. In fact, the founding documents of our nation, and, and that the founding fathers, their beliefs were that marriage would be between a man and a woman, and that you are there are only two genders. I mean, that's just how that was I, I i and then also there are about 350 million americans in the united states and of that 350 million people only one about 1.3 adults are transgender again about 0.5 percent that's just not this like that's not shaping our nation's soul mm-hmm. um it's, I think, what makes this statement, I mean, obviously, our stance on transgenderism it already makes the statement heartbreaking, but just going back to the timing of it all, mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's so, so sad, because he didn't say, these children shape our nation's soul, like, they had the potential to proudly serve in our military, cure deadly diseases, hold elected office, and run thriving businesses, fight for justice, raise families, and much more. He didn't talk about that at all. Instead, he made a joke about ice cream. Like, we, if you haven't, if you aren't yeah. know what we're referencing, go back. We talked about it yeah. in our past episode. But it's like, for one, he makes jokes about ice cream, and then he turns right around and puts out this statement. But, well, you know what's interesting, though? You, you change one word in that statement, and it's profoundly true. Christian Americans shape our nation's soul, proudly serving in the military, curing deadly diseases, holding elected office, running thriving businesses, fighting for justice, raising families, and much more. In fact, they are raising, in fact, real families. Or even with, just with leave real it at, children. Even just leave it at Americans. Like, honestly, like, even that's... It's true. But I, my, my point yeah. is just, like, for the very people that he's neglecting to mention, that statement is true about them our nation is a christian nation it was founded upon christian principles like it's not you know it has the freedom of religion you can't exercise your religion freely but it's it is not and i i mean i've gotten this argument as well like well what if my religion is that i should be transgender isn't that religious freedom the problem is when you are making laws national holidays respecting a specific religion that's that's respecting an establishment of religion yes which is exactly what congress cannot do which is exactly what they're doing right now well i think it's it's also congress's intent with respecting or prohibiting an establishment of religion 
they were wanting to give people that freedom to worship as they chose. Mm -hmm. You know, we have plenty of Americans who, I mean, even plenty of people here at Hillsdale that Chloe and I don't agree with on everything. I mean, Chloe and I don't even agree on everything religiously. We've had many conversations about it. Um, So even through that, and then one of our upcoming presidential candidates, which we'll talk about later, Vivek Ramaswamy, he's he's Hindu, I believe. Mm -hmm. And like even those things, obviously, not everyone's going to agree, but... What it comes back to is, even though the founding fathers didn't even agree with each other on everything regarding mm-hmm. religion and Christianity, it comes back to those moral principles mm-hmm. that come from it. And yeah. they did believe in a divine creator. And yeah. when you are when you place the role of divine creator on yourself, like, that's, that's not what they were talking about. And I feel like that's what we're seeing so much with society. Um, they yeah. did not create the Constitution so that religion could be, like, pushed to the side. They created the Constitution so that religion could live freely throughout our country. And thrive, yeah. Yes. Yeah. In the second segment of this podcast, we're going to be wrapping up that response from President Biden to the Nashville shooting. And then we're going to dive into, again, kind of what what our Christian response should be to this. Um, this is a, this is a similar episode to last week, but we're going to dive even deeper into the gun legislation, um, the gun restrictions that have been on the books, um, being talked about in the Senate and the house. And we're just going to wrap this up by talking about the hope that we have as Christians as well. So thank you so much for tuning into the first segment. We'll be right back with you on the fact of life here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Thank you so much for tuning into the second segment of Fact of Life. We're wrapping up President Biden's response to the shooting in Nashville um, this past week. And we're going to dive into what the Lord really meant when he created human beings and if there really are just two genders. I'm also going to dive into the response that Christians should have to the people that they um, run into that are transgender. going to talk about truly what God is doing in this world right now and the hope that we have from that. So it's going to be a great second segment. Thank you for joining us. Man, we're wrapping up talking about this Transgender Day of Visibility proclamation that President Biden put out. Um, and we're not going to stay too much longer on it, but one, one quote that I, there's just a couple, there's two more quotes that I wanted to, to bring our attention to. One of the last things he said that trans, uh, the supposed hate and violence against transgender people is a stain on the conscience of our nation. He took that directly out of Abraham Lincoln's playbook when he spoke on slavery. I just, I do not think that you can equate the supposed hate and violence perpetuated against transgender people and equate that to the atrocities of slavery. But furthermore, 
when the transgender people, and again, we've, we've talked about this, not all, but there are some people radicalized by this extremely leftist ideology that are actually perpetuating violence against Christians, against conservative voices who are concerned about the effects of this gender ideology. I just found this quote to be so stunning that he's saying that trans that, that the supposed hate and violence against transgender people is a stain on the conscience of our nation. That is an allegory to what Abraham Lincoln said about slavery. That's just so wrong to me. I, I, I do not I do not agree with that statement. Um you know, it's really, really interesting. Another quote sorry, if you were done with what you're saying, I didn't mean to interrupt you, no, Chloe. You're good, you're good. But one another quote I wanna pull up by President Biden that oh I just it's it's a hard one he said on transgender day of visibility we want you to know that we see you just as you are made in the image of God and deserving of dignity respect and support we'll never stop working to create a world where you won't have to be brave just to be yourself that's the end of the quote I, yeah, I just want to make something super clear God did not mistakenly put men in women's bodies or vice versa that's what they say they say I'm discovering my true self I and I just, I'm a woman in a man's body. And okay, I do understand that this is a genuine struggle that happens. I mean, the same thing with um, homosexual urges as well. I understand that that can be a thing that happens. It is a genuine, it's a genuine issue. But the problem is the people that actually face and struggle with this and are trying to resist it are, are, are not even appreciated at all here. I, I mean, I know there have been genuine struggles and there have been people who have been redeemed out of that lifestyle um and there are people that genuinely do struggle with that and i i mean my heart goes out to them and we will pray for you and love on you and i mean we've talked about this so much too as well as you know the love that we need to have for people as well as the truth but to be made in the image of god means to be made or it means to be made male or female this is covered in genesis 127 Mm -hmm. where god says so god created mankind in his own image in the image of god he created them here's the kicker male and female he created them there there is no biblical or biological category of gender identity that's separate from sex the most loving thing we can do here is agree with god the the one that created us he made us male and female what's interesting to me i think chloe may have been the one to send me this video the other day so chloe if you remember who was it matt walsh the video that you sent me? Or it that, may have been. I think um, he was at a talk and he asked the person he was talking to, it may have been Ben Shapiro. It was somebody. I'm sorry I don't remember it right now. But he asked them to, was it gender that he asked them to do? Oh, no, he asked them to define what a woman was. And the person just said, um, it's someone who's like uplifted by other women for being a woman. Like there's a very circular roundabout answer. And it's just, it's interesting to me because it's like, how can you change your identity on something you can't even define? Mm-hmm. Like, if you can't define something, how can you change it? That's the one thing I don't think I've ever been able to find a solid definition for how people who support, you know, transgenderism define gender. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're one of those people, I, I, I'm begging you, please email us, message us on social media. Let us know. Like, I genuinely would love to have a definition because you just, you never find one. It's a circular roundabout answer. And it's like, you can't just take a concept that has been accepted from the beginning of time. Also, as President Biden said, quote, you know, like the Bible here and say you're made in the image of God 
And then you can't just turn those things and turn them into fluid definitions that aren't even definitions. Like, yeah, that's well, just I don't I don't get it. Truly. The, well, th- the reason is these people worship the God of self, mm. that their little kingdom mm. of one that they worship themselves. They haven't found, as we've discussed in our previous episodes, they haven't found their identity or purpose or value in anything real or solid. They do not worship the God of Scripture. And I know people say that they do. People, There are transgender people out there who will say that they are Christians. But true Christians have no part in this. This is distorting mm-hmm. and twisting the truth to lead others who aren't paying attention to destruction. I mean, if you aren't paying attention to what the actual repercussions of what this I- ideology does to the Christian faith, you, if you're not paying attention to that, it, it, you will be swayed. And we'll talk about that more in just a second. But um, it's just the most loving thing we can do is agree with God because God is the creator of us. And we also know from 1 John 1, 8, God is love. God God created us with love, at male and female. And we have our purpose and our identity in the fact that we're made in the image of God, either male or female. To be made in the image of God is just such an incredible thing. And we have characteristics of God that can communicate and reason with one another. And we can love and we can we can think and we can we can create things with our hands and it's beautiful to be made in the image of God, but this is such a distortion and a twisted, mm-hmm. a twisted, a twisted thing. It's just so, mm-hmm. so sad. And I, Ali Bestucky tweeted, she said, there's no use reasoning with people who have more concern for transphobia than for the lives of the little children, children murdered by a terrorist. Their mind has been given over to wickedness and they are incapable of reason, rationality, or true compassion. We'll, we'll talk about that too with Romans 1 um, soon, but there is no reasoning with these people who have more concern for transphobia than for the lives of these beautiful children who were murdered by this terrorist. Yeah, it's it's heart it's it's really heartbreaking and another I mean, it's not just one one of the things that really I guess irks me as a word, I don't know, that just really bothers me is that this whole made in the image of God thing because yes like 100% that's true but even going back and looking at other verses in the Bible like Matthew 19 4 through 5 which says haven't you read he replied that at the beginning the creator made them male and female and he said for this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become flesh and so looking at those you know it really does tie into what Ali Beth Stuckey said because she said there's no use reasoning with these people and I think that's so true because they, they have these things they lay out. President Biden laid out this thing about being made in the image of God. And yet yeah, he leaves out these other things. But Ali Beth is just so right when she says there's no use reasoning with these people. Because when these people, they have their priorities all wrong. And it's just absolutely incredibly heartbreaking. But I think something that's so important to note in this entirety of the conversation is sometimes the other side, the leftists will say like, oh, you care they'll turn around and say like you care too much about advancing this like anti-transgender like whatever kind of movement you want that you don't care about those kids in those schools and I said that's absolutely wrong that is so absolutely wrong we like we want to do whatever is needed to keep these kids safe but as we've talked about many times on the show like banning guns isn't going to do that. No, it's not. It is not the gun. It is the person behind the gun. Please listen to our previous episode on gun control. That is a, a really big thing we dive uh, dove into. 
um, lots of historical facts about that. And we, we dove into some of the legislation and the Supreme Court cases surrounding it. So please do go listen to that for more information. We're kind of just building on that right now. I just think a perfect example of that is within this shooting, that the very weapon that took down the shooter to stop her murdering more children and people was a gun. It was used for good. There is the same number of AR-15s, which we want to point out, AR does not stand for assault rifle. It, it stands, stands for Armalite, the yes. company that made them in the 1950s. Which is when they came around. So and all of you who want to ban assault rifles, find those for me. Yeah, literally. But there have been the same number of guns since the 1950s when this company made them as there are today. They have not increased. Um, the only thing that has changed, and, and we'll bring up a quote later, is some of this this ideology. But they also say, like, Democrats, when pushing this legislation, they want to say that Guns are the number one killer of people under 18. That's false because you're excluding abortion, which kills a far greater number of young mm-hmm. babies under eight, the age of 18. That is the, mm-hmm. the real killer here, mm-hmm. which the Democrats push for. But they also say that um, they have all this legis- legislation against AR-15s, but the vast majority... About 99% of gun deaths are by handguns, and the vast majority of the handgun deaths are from gang violence in inner cities. There are just such messed up statistics about this, and guns are rising, um, are a rising number. Um, They are this, I mean, if you're going to put abortion up there, which I think you should, it is the number one killer of people under 18, Um, but guns would be the second there. Um, but the 99% of that, that, that gun death is by handguns and the vast majority of that is by gang violence. And another large percentage right underneath that is suicide. And that, that information is all in the CDC, by the way, um, where I got that, but there, the suicide is the third largest killer of, um, people under 18. And I just... The transgender ideology, which is it it quite literally becomes a mental illness, is the reason. And and, and even even President Biden mentions this in his um, proclamation for the Transgender Day of Visibility. He says that suicide is is killing these people. And that's a big problem here. It's not because of hate or violence. It's literally because it becomes a mental illness. You are so insecure about who you are because God has created you specifically as a woman. And if you're trying to change yourself to be a man, we've talked about this, but the chemicals in your body, it is not meant to be there. It is horrible for your body. And it, I mean, it quite literally kills people. It's terrible for you. And it also messes with your mind and it becomes a mental illness. That is, mm-hmm. that is just a scientific fact. Yeah. Matt Walsh has a great documentary on this he called really What does. is a Woman. It's very enlightening. It's it provides a lot of statistics and it talks to a lot of people from a lot of different perspectives on it. So I felt very, very educated through that. But one of our current presidential candidates, Vivek Ramaswamy, had a really great quote about this. Chloe, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, he issued a video talking about the real issues behind this. And I just want to quote him here. It was a really, a really intelligent quote. Um, I think it really nailed the issue on the head here. But He said the real question is why this criminal was able to get into that school in Nashville in the first place. We protect our banks, green pieces of paper sitting in a bank account more effectively than we protect our kids in schools. We protect these airplanes through thousands standing around in the form of TSA in the form of armed federal marshals on certain airplanes without putting any security actually to protect our kids in schools. You go to the mall and you see more security protection than you do in a public school today. And I I just love what he said here. He said, I I refuse to just stand by as some bystander watching this. 
and you know accepting it like it has to be so he he mentions that you know we have the same number of assault weapons um we have the same number of ar-15s in this country today as we did 50 years ago and he said the thing that's actually different is a lot of the mental health issues that have changed since then um again he said think of what our the role our schools have already played in that see the fact that this was a trans person that committed this what role do our schools play in inculcating that psychology ask that question he said but the most basic question is what we have to do literally not just in some abstract psychological sense but literally physically protect our kids mm-hmm. we've talked about this if you're not comfortable with your children's teachers having the means to protect your child in the, sca- in the case of a school shooting then you should not be comfortable with them teaching your child and i stand mm-hmm. by that quote to this day i mean if there i've heard people worried before about teachers having a gun on them during the school day and i'm like If you really are not comfortable with sending your kid in a classroom with someone that you think might shoot them, maybe they should not be planting ideas in your child's head either. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we need to literally physically protect our kids, and that includes hardening schools. As as sad uh as that is that we have to do that now, we do. Um, She should not have been able to get into that building in the first place. Absolutely not. But there's so much we can dive into here with gun control. Again, we have an episode on that. We'll probably dive into it more in the future as... You know, more legislation is, mm-hmm. is starting to go through the legislature. Because we know this issue is not going away. Oh, no, it's not going away. But um, we just kind of want to talk about the, the Christian response to this mm-hmm. and, you know, what we can do. And, and as I've been researching this and, and going over this in my mind, Romans 1 just keeps coming back to me. And I think it's really important to touch on here. Um, he, in, in talking about people... Um, Romans 1 really addresses this, this evil culture. And it says, um, for people who, yeah, in verse 18, it says, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. I think this directly relates to being made in the image of God. It's plain that there are two genders, but they suppress that truth. They say for uh, in verse 21, he says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. It goes on in verse 24 to say, Therefore God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Mm -hmm. In verse 32, he says, although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do the very things, but approve of those who practice them. This is literally prophetical of our society right now. It truly is. But the people that do these very things continue to approve in the, in the light in, in, in the middle of the day, from the press secretary's office, from President Biden's um, proclamation, from the media, they are approving of the people who practice these things, these, the suppression of the truth about God. And I would encourage you to go read the whole of, of Romans 1, actually just Romans altogether. Mm-hmm. It's so good. But we as Christians need to be standing up for the truth here. We need to not suppress the truth. Recently in my constitution class, we've been talking about Abraham Lincoln and his debates with Stephen Douglas. Um, And and Douglas was basically arguing for an indifference to slavery. He thought that just allowing the states to choose what they wanted regarding slavery would eventually eradicate it. But Lincoln hated this. He hated Douglas's indifference to slavery. He said, we can't just be indifferent to it. But um, 
we, we need to condemn it. And, and I think that this is so true, you know, with Christians using the pronouns or just trying to ignore the issue altogether, you can't do that. When you are silent about it, you are affirming it. You can't, you must condemn it. You must, you must speak out against this inherent moral wrong. We need to condemn this as morally wrong. It, it, it is. We need to be a beacon of courage and clarity in an age of cowardice and confusion. I think some verses from Ephesians 5 are really good ones to look at, especially we're going to look at Ephesians 5 verses 8 through 10. Which we've mentioned several times recently, by the way. we have. Ephesians is a really great place to go. Really the whole Bible, but, you know, we're talking about Ephesians. Um, And then also verses 15 through 17. So just quickly, those read, Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. That's the end of those quotes there. But I think it's such an encouraging way to look at something so dark. Chloe had a really good, that kind of ties into something Chloe immediately thought of when we were planning this episode. You know, we do a lot of reading here at Hillsdale, which not all people are really aware of necessarily, but one of the things that we always read is um, Dante, some works of Dante. And right now we're all reading Dante's Inferno in our great books class. So, Chloe, why don't you tell us kind of what stuck out to you when we were playing this episode regarding Dante's Inferno? Yeah, it's just interesting. There's this, this little segment as we're wrapping this up, kind of end on this word of hope. But there was this section in Canto 9 um, where Dante is walking through the gates of hell. And he comes to this like inner ring of, of Inferno, of, of hell. And this gate seems impassable, and there are demons cackling around him and not letting him go through this gate. And um, he's incredibly afraid in this moment. There's a really beautiful passage before that, too, as well. But um, when he's in this moment of fear, um, all of a sudden there is this bright beam of light, and an angel descends down to hell. And I just want to read a quote here. As, as this, um, in, in this beautiful and stunning moment, and this, this angel is descending, um, the, 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 the piece of text says, Ah, oh, how full of disdain he, the angel, seemed to me. Me is Dante here. Um, the angel came to the gate, and with a little wand he opened it, for nothing held it. And the angel says, Oh, driven forth from heaven, despised people, how is this overweening nursed in you? Why do you kick back against the will whose ends can never be cut short and which has many times increased your suffering? And after that, after these words, um, Dante's courage is, is given back and it, he says, we directed our feet towards the city unafraid after the holy words. Interesting moment here, but basically what I, what I loved about this was that it showed the lack of power that, that Satan or devil, the devil or his demons or any of his little minions down there, that the lack of power that they have against God. Um, I, I just loved it that this this angel kind of comes to disdain and he, with a little wand, opens this gate that Dante was so afraid of because it says, for nothing held it. You know, nothing is holding holding anything that, that Jesus has done back. For Second Corinthians immediately came to my mind where it says, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You guys, death and sin has been defeated. None of the tricks that the devil is trying to play will hold. 
nothing, nothing will hold them. The evil he's trying to perpetuate, it will all fail. God has had the last word. He has finished the story. He has defeated death. He is God. He is sovereign. Therefore, we can have courage against the evils of this day. It seems dark. It seems like these people are trying to take over our lives, but we have the hope and we know that God is sovereign and that none of the tricks mm-hmm. or the evil that the devil is trying to to hold over us, they, they will all fail. Nothing holds them. They already have been defeated. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Um, yeah, and absolutely. so just to close that out with that word of hope. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. It has been a great episode. Really grateful for this opportunity to come back and cover everything that's happened in relation to this event since last week's episode. As always, if you have any questions or any things you'd like us to cover, you can always email us at factoflifepodcast at gmail.com or even send us send us a message on Twitter or Instagram. We're at factoflifepod on Twitter and at factoflifepodcast on Instagram. Make sure to give us a like and a follow while you're at it. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. It truly has been a pleasure. As always, my name is Chloe Nolan. And I'm Mattingly Watson. And, and we, we approve, approve of this message.